This Marketplace podcast is supported by CIT. For over 100 years, CIT has provided lending, leasing, and advisory services to small and middle market businesses. More at CIT.com. Support for this Marketplace podcast comes from Shopkeep POS, an iPad point-of-sale system empowering retail businesses to ring up sales, accept credit cards, manage inventory, and get real-time sales data from a smartphone. More at Shopkeep.com. Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. You know how healthcare pricing can drive you absolutely crazy? Well, as of today, it might still do that, but at least you'll know why. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Wake up to the day's top business headlines. Subscribe to the Marketplace Morning Report podcast. It's on iTunes and marketplace.org slash podcasts. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdahl. This is the Marketplace Podcast for Wednesday, the 8th of May. Glad to have you with us. And I think we can all agree that healthcare pricing in this country has become almost a parody of itself, right? How at one hospital you pay this much for an appendectomy, and down the road at another, you'll pay twice as much or half as much. I don't know. And the numbers just show up on your bill or on that statement of benefits you get from your insurance company. No rhyme, no apparent reason, no nothing. It is that lack of clarity, shall we say, that goes a long way to explaining why the federal government did what it did today. It released a database that shows how much every hospital in this country charges for the 100 most common procedures. And it could, if it works right, affect those prices that make us so crazy. From the Marketplace Health Desk at WHYY, Dan Gorenstein reports. CEO Jim Weinstein woke up this morning at the usual time. About four. When he found out prices at his hospital system, Dartmouth-Hitchcock in New Hampshire, were being publicized, a smile spread across his face. I was kind of happy to see that finally we're getting some transparency. Weinstein says it's a shame patients often know more about their breakfast cereal than the cost of their health care. But he says not all hospital executives feel the same. This is threatening to people to have data out that maybe shows the difference in uh, charges and payments. And um, having that public, I think, will force change. That's exactly what federal health officials want to hear. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid released what until now has been sensitive proprietary information. The average price at every hospital for everything from treating pneumonia to implanting a pacemaker. What's troubling is how wildly different charges can be from one hospital to the next for the exact same service. The head of Medicare, Jonathan Blum, believes arming consumers with this data will put pressure on hospitals to standardize prices. Really, our goal is to ask questions and a much more public conversation why there is so much variation. Now, this data, which totals more than 17,000 pages if you print it out, tells only part of the story. It doesn't tell you what most people actually pay. Health insurers negotiate big discounts off these prices. It also doesn't tell you anything about whether the money you spent on your heart surgery was good value. But Bob Kocher, a former Obama health advisor, says it's still essential. It's the first time we now have some price point at which we can begin to have the market evaluate hospitals and then move market share. Will airing all this information force hospitals to change their prices? Health people I spoke to say no. Does it shift the conversation, putting more attention on hospital pricing? Yes. I'm Dan Gorenstein for Marketplace. Syria 
is once again connected to the Internet. It disappeared from the World Wide Web yesterday afternoon. It was gone for about 19 hours, in case you didn't notice. Matthew Prince is the CEO of Cloudflare. That's a company that's in the business of keeping other companies online. Matthew, it's good to have you with us. Thanks for uh, having me on. First things first, I suppose, how does one go about turning off the Internet for an entire country? Well, certain countries have limited access to the Internet. In the case right. of Syria, there are actually only four connection points, and they're all run by the National Syrian Telecommunications Company. And so what effectively happened yesterday around 2.48 p.m. Eastern Time was all of those connections were turned off with, with literally this stroke of a command on a, on a computer so that no packets could get in or out of the country. Packets, you mean little information packets, right? I mean, little, little things moving through the Internet. That's right. So whether it was an email or a, a phone call over a voice over IP system or a tweet, what happened was those, those routers stopped announcing.